How are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by Factor. So to kick this thing off, we're going to be actually talking about a different portion of the world. We're going to be different, different uh, hemispherical area, and it doesn't really matter. We're going to be talking we're in Japan. It's not going to be a very long piece, but we're going to be in Japan for a second. They're actually not feeling too comfortable with the current situation that is going on. So then now they've decided to create a joint military command due to the rising tensions inside of the region. The command will actually be tasked with coordination strategies uh, with the United States. They're going to be working alongside the United States. They're going to be coordinating in cooperating with the U.S. military. The last thing the Russians want to see right now is America strengthening its ties with its allies and growing its presence around the planet. But the war in Saudi Ukraine and, of course, North Korea doing North Korea things, this was inevitable. So, there you go. The U.S. and Japan are getting a little bit closer, which, you know, 80 years ago, they probably didn't think it was a thing, but now it is. They're getting closer. They're like buddy-buddy. They're worried about what's going on over there. So, there you go. If you guys are wondering... That's a big thing. Now, the United States is also supplying Ukraine with another $275 million worth of military aid. That does include high Mars ammunition. You know what I have not seen yet? Not seen a single piece. I've not seen one destroyed high Mars. Not one. They've also given them 125 Humvees, which is a good thing. 500 Excalibur shells, 1,300 anti-tank guided missiles, 2,000 remote anti-armor mines, four satellite antennas, small arms with two million rounds included. So two million rounds, I'm gonna, that's really not that many uh, when it comes to small arms. I mean, when, when you think about it, the grand scheme of things, two million's a lot. But uh, I don't know how many how many months it's going to last. In a month, I really know how many. That's a good question. How many months? Brayden, will you look something up for me? How much ammunition is the Ukrainian military going through? On a day, on a, on a monthly, I'm actually curious if someone's actually keeping tabs on that. I don't know if that's something you can actually do. I'm, I'm curious. The numbers that just came out, by the way, and the loss of the Russians have sustained since February, and they're staggering. They're mounting up. I know last week they had lost roughly 500 men on two separate days alone, like each day. And these numbers, like these numbers, have to be kind of close. I mean, these are these are pretty staggering. We're talking about 70,250 Russian soldiers have been KIA so far. They've lost almost 2,700 tanks. Almost 5,400 APCs, 1,700 artillery pieces, 380 MLRSs, almost 200 air defense systems as a total. And I bet you it's 200 now because they, they shot 500. They, well, they destroyed five in the last 24 hours. So we're going to say about 200. 275 jets, 250 helicopters, 1,400 drones, 350 cruise missiles, 16 warships, like anything that's floating, 4,100 vehicles, and then 152 special equipment, stuff like engineering vehicles, pontoon bridges, stuff like that. I don't usually ever bring up these numbers from either side. But over the recent weeks, the Russians have been losing a very large amount of their troops due to the strikes behind the front lines. They cannot stop and have not figured out how to stop as of right now. Like, I don't see the slowing down over the next few weeks either. I think this is going to get a bit more worse over the next month or so until they get closer to Sivitov. Now, my camera guy did just tell me. They're shooting about 6,000 artillery rounds a day. That's the number. Right? Small arms are going to be kind of hard to, to, to get, but artillery pieces, 6,000 a day. 6,000. In a 24-hour period, they're shooting 250 artillery shells an hour. 250 an hour. That's four a minute. That's, oh my God, that's one every 15 seconds. One every 15 seconds in a 24-hour period, that's, that's how many artillery shells are being shot. Wow. Dude, that means in the span of one of these videos, they're shooting around 125 artillery shells. 
Ukraine is saying that Russia has also started a seriously, uh, to start, excuse me, to they <laughs> talk about a mouthful. They have seriously started to run out of missiles, which is why they've started attacking the bases inside of their own country. They say this is not because of anything else other than the fact they're running out of high-precision weapons, which is why they started to actually change their tactics in Ukraine, and now I've now started hitting like hit like critical infrastructure sites. Uh, like uh, power stations and, and, and anything sewage, anything that has to do with those. And they're not just hitting military bases themselves. This would actually be a good indicator why they've started to reach out to Iran and North Korea. Anybody who needs to get missiles from North Korea is clearly struggling. That's in my opinion. But Belarus has also decided to hand over more than 65,000 tons of ammunition. Man, these numbers. The numbers in this episode, so now I'm thinking about how many is 65,000 tons in pounds. That's a lot of it. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Fall is officially here, and with the new season comes a new routine. But if you're like me, you get sick of the same old, same old day in and day out every single day. Luckily, Factors Ready to Eat Meal Delivery makes it easy to switch things up with 30-plus meal choices per week, 36 weekly add-ons, and an option to add protein to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. Whether I'm out and about all day, which is literally after I'm done with these episodes, I go out and I am doing stuff. Oh my God, I just started another channel. That's all I'm doing is showing you guys behind the scenes. And I need Factor. Factor helps me out. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast with meals delivered, ready to heat and eat within just two minutes. Savor the harvest season with Factor's Pumpkin Feast for two, featuring the fall's most craved flavor, pumpkin. Yes, pumpkin. Who doesn't love pumpkins? I love pumpkins. Now, Factor's rotating menu has tons of fall options every single week as well. Factor now offers 30-plus meals per week with 36 add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what is on your schedule. Need more protein? Now you can add protein to select vegan plus veggie meals to pack on additional boost to every single bite. Factor is cheaper than takeout. Seriously, you need to check them out. Now when things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change your orders up every single week with plans that are 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries any time factor has endless options however you like to eat choose from keto calorie smart vegan veggie protein plus get get get, get everything catered chef chef crafted dietitian approved recipes you'll look forward to every single time not only does factor meals save me time but they also keep me satisfied i love to be satisfied and they satisfy me their chef-crafted recipes are packed with restaurant-quality flavor. In addition to ready-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me going during my busy season, which is right now. Head to go.factor75.com slash rob60 and use code rob60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code rob60 at go.factor75.com slash rob60 to get 60% off your first box box. They'll be linked to the very top of the description. Go check them out. Use code ROB60 at go.factor75.com forward slash ROB60. Go do it. Go check them out. They'll be linked to the very top of the description. So I have heard this a few separate times over the last few hours and it's not confirmed. So take it with a grain of salt. Maybe one you get from your box from them. Huh? Good little pun there, but it also could be true. So I thought I would actually share with you guys. So apparently the Ukrainian Special Forces Unit Court has claimed to have killed the deputy chief of the infamous group they call Wagner. Yes, Wagner. Them. So if this is true, this is a big deal. If not, then it is what it is. I told you guys it could be true, though. I've seen it like four or five different times. So it, it possibly is. There was also a prisoner exchange that took place. Uh, here just in the last couple hours, where 52 Ukrainian servicemen were returned home 
which uh, were some of the men that were actually captured from Chernobyl and some of the sailors that were actually on the island back like way at the beginning of the war. Всем привіт. Слава Україні. Мужики, цю гідоту можете туди кинути, ну на вона вам не потрібна вже. I don't really know what they were throwing there. Uh, they go pretty quick. As you saw, they were just like throwing stuff, but with a bridge, maybe they're like, ah, get rid of this Russian stuff. Like, I don't know. Anyway, they're back. Uh, that's a good thing. Also, something that is somewhat strange, which is not going to shock many of y'all, but the Russians have officially announced who has blown up the Nord Stream gas pipelines. And yes, it was the British. You godforsaken Brits, you have some terrible food and you decided to blow up the dang pipeline. Yes, the Brits. So I can't remember if I shared an image of a drone that had been found on the beach or not. It's kind of like the, it's not, it's not the drone you're thinking of. It's like a small boat that explodes. It, it looks like a black jet ski type deal. No one's driving it. It's, it's, it's unmanned. Okay. The Ukrainian military struck deep behind Russian lines once again, like way deep. Now the Russians are claiming this to be the largest drone attack since the beginning of the war. There is still a bunch of unconfirmed stuff around this attack, but I can assure you it's a big blow to the Russian military and their mindset and everything that goes around them because they're already talking about it. If they're talking about it, it's a real thing. They want to try to downplay this thing as much as they possibly can. The attack included nine UAVs in total, which seven of them uh, ended up striking a storage site inside of Sevastopol, uh, Naval Yard, excuse me, which actually ended up uh, igniting like a ton, like a ton of munitions and fuel supplies. Uh, the Russians minesweeper ship actually his name is Ivan Gubletz Gobletz. Don't really know it was hit as well. This once again proves that Russians do not have the ability to stop the Ukrainians as well as they thought they would or could or ever are gonna be able to. I know they're panicking and don't want to look weak, so they decided to actually completely remove themselves from the grain agreement. Yes, that is right. Since they have been hit so far behind their lines, their response was to remove themselves from this grain agreement, which happened this last summer. And also read reports that they're apparently going to be giving away grain to countries in need. They instantly came out with that. All right, we're getting rid of this grain thing. Let's go dump grain on other countries. Which is in itself is ironic because they ended up stealing all this grain from Ukraine. So I really wonder what, what kind of attacks we're going to see over the next week or so. That's going to be their response. They always like to hit them back with response. Because they don't want to look weak. their civilian population. They can't do that. Like It's just not going to happen. This is, this is a pretty wild video, by the way. I'm going to show you guys. It's been released from on board this drone that's heading towards the ships, and you're going to be able to see the helicopter trying to engage it to disable it.
Основная мысль вчерашнего выступления Путина, главная генеральная мысль, Запад, все, и нормально, что? он и... час рассказывает о гибели а западной гегемонии, и, и это предложение переговоров. Но он 8 нет. раз говорил, он говорит, что он, он, он и 20 раз. Он говорил о том, что нужен баланс Запад, интересов, вот Запад это, все... а он не достигается без переговоров, Запад даже если Запад не все. весь Запад. Still, uh, still not sure, because it may remind him that the West, as in NATO, hasn't lost a single soldier since the beginning of this war. And Russian has lost, what, over 70,000? So who's really losing? Во-вторых, помимо не всего Запада, есть еще разные части света. Не очень странно. Вообще, как это все называлось вчера? Запад все, а доминирование Запада – это И что? Вчера Путин обрисовал контуры другого, следующего миропорядка, действительно более справедливого. В этом миропорядке так, в чем он, я запутал? он Запада говорит, не... чтобы страны Какие Запада приобретали суверенитет. Вот я он прихожу, говорит, я, я смогу я с прихожу на переговоры и говорю, значит не, не, так, не. Вот, вот у тебя была эта квартира. And just gonna cut him off here because it gets actually somewhat confusing after that. They basically just yell at each other and like, well, I'm being Russian. One side thinks the government is doing something right. The other side thinks the Kremlin is full of idiots, but is too afraid to actually say it publicly. Нет, я считаю, что мы втягиваемся в гигантскую европейскую войну. Ну, слушай, если они сейчас все свое оружие или существенную часть пожгут на Украине, если существенная часть их военного потенциала, в том числе и человеческого инструктора, будет уничтожена на Украине, а что останавливаться? О, дело в том, что мы втягиваемся, конечно, не в общую европейскую войну, это один из вариантов, далеко не самый серьезный. Тут меня поправили, говорят... Пресса написала, что 4700 американских а, десантников в Румынии, а всего 2400, ну, еще французская бронетехника, всего, всего. Плюс э, Польша, которая однозначно готовится и не только по Украине, но и по Белоруссии, и по Калининградской области. Вот ну, эти клещи. Но в этом случае, очевидно, будет нанесен ядерный удар по территории Польши. Дело идет к большой войне. Американцы хотят, чтобы она была ограничена европейским театром военных действий. Тоже понятно, но Европу не жалко, в том числе и... Why in the world is there a picture in the backdrop? Like when I, when I kick this thing back around, look, look at the back. Why is Marilyn Monroe just randomly in the back? И ту же самую Румынию, ту же самую Польшу, и Германию еще меньше жалко, господи. Ну не должна она остаться конкурирующей страной. Так она и не останется. Шикарная тема. Отметил я для себя, однако, что если, возвращаясь к тому, с чего мы начали, если ядерное устройство начнут взрывать на Украине, то французы заранее сказали, что они так действовать не будут. А вот англичане сказали ровно наоборот.
Еще устами Листрас. Ну, я, кстати, не знаю, что сказали англичане. Или Листрас сказала, что если что, ну. то она может использовать, но... Правильно. И у меня нет ни малейших сомнений, исходя из всего того, что... Ну, мы же все-таки наблюдаем англичан на Украине, французов на Украине, немцев на Украине, американцев, много чего. Англичане, как и поляки, зашли здесь значительно дальше всех остальных, за исключением американцев. Спутниковые группировки. Сказали же, что американские спутниковые группировки разведданные снабжают Украину. Ну, наконец-то наши сказали, времени. что это будет законной целью для нас войны. Ну, более того, даже китайцы смоделировали, китайцы, заметь, не мы, как эти спутники обнуляются. Высокая ионизация? Причем э, обнуляются именно те, которые надо обнулить, и никто не морочит голову э, всей космической отрасли. Нет, пожалуйста. That are floating around the space, please. Just throw it up for them, just so they can see it. Have you? What is he talking? They can't even stop missiles flying at them daily. They really believe they can shoot down. That's one. Okay, it's coming. Here it comes. That's not. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. I. I. I feel like at this point we're getting. It's. It's almost like comedy. It's like a comedy relief getting on and listening to these people on Russian t t state TV. It's just the most. Like, what in the world are you talking about? Do you, what do you listen to yourself? So the Russians are claiming that they've actually regained some lost positions on the outskirts of Nevesky. So down right here. They're claiming they have. I've not seen any visual proof of this actually being the case. So we're, of course, going to wait to see if it actually comes out. But they're claiming they've won on the offensive there. Now, the Ukrainian military has actually, in fact, liberated another town just northwest of Sivitov, which, which is going to bring them a little bit closer. It's right here. Yes, they liberated another chunk of ground right there, which is bringing them just a tad bit closer to that main route we've been talking about for a few weeks now. The fighting has been extremely heavy over the last two days along this main line, like really, really heavy. Both sides have sustained heavy casualties. Like if you were expecting Ukrainians to take ground fast here, then you, you, you don't have the right mindset for one. I've been saying it's going to take, take a little bit longer. It's going to be very brutal. It's going to be very tough. And it's going to last up until, I believe, Christmas. I do. I really do. I think this area is going to be really tough to get through. I know the Russians are really, really... Well, they're really dug in, literally. Literally dug in. There, there is no joke. This ain't no joke. It's going to be a difficult task. Do the terrain, which we talked about in the previous episode. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go watch it. We talk about the, the high ground the Russians currently control. The element to the south down here. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and clean this up. This element is actually down here in this region, which claims the Russians have claimed right now they're taking about. But this area right here, the Russians pretty much control the high ground. It's not a ton, but it's enough. Okay? It's going to be, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. That's why you guys see... Artillery duels going on inside of this area. You're going to see a lot of slow movements. So that's pretty much that. Now I'm just going to slide down here. Bakhmat, okay. Right here. You guys remember this little area? There's a little bit of a red chunk right there. Uh, it looks like the Russians either retreated due to like stretching themselves a bit thin here in this area or they were pushed back. I just had to add uh, this chunk. I just added it just yesterday or the day before, okay. I'm not really sure how they lost it. Nothing's really came out. I haven't really read anything major about our counteroffensive, so I, I think they may have stretched themselves a bit thin. They got hit, had a retreat back to like an area they knew, like really comfortable with, has good defensive setups. 
I think that's pretty much happened, but no change in the eastern side of the country or the southern side. Pretty much, Bakhmat's the same. A lot, lot of fighting all around the outer edge of the city. Wagner's there. I know that that's where that the, the gentleman we spoke about earlier most likely was KIA. Now, switching over to Kirsten. Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten. So, let me zoom in just a tad bit here for you guys. All right, now we're in. Tell you guys, there's reports coming out that there's a possibility of a massive Ukrainian counteroffensive that's possibly just kicked off outside of Volodar. Okay, just outside of it. Buzz it always when it comes to Kirsten. I'll tell you guys right now, you have to take it. I don't want to say with a grain of salt because they don't like to leak information like at all. Like they're very tight-lipped. That's it. That's the Ukrainians about the situation they find themselves in. I do know the Ukrainians have started to attempt to push down from this northern side. I guess you say the northern side of this front, this this area through here. Okay, so you guys see Mylov, which is right here, which we're going to talk about that. Uh, the Russians have built up some pretty heavily fortified positions between Mylov uh, shifting like northwest. Okay, so I expect this to, to, to take some time for the Ukrainians. The artillery duels have been intense as well on this area from either side over the last 48 hours. Just in the last 24 hours alone, the Ukrainians have launched 24 air missions across the entire line in Ukraine. In Kyrgyzstan, they've downed one Russian helicopter and took out one Russian self-propelled gun battery. Wow, that was almost a mouthful. The Ukrainians have also destroyed five Russian anti-air missile sites. Five along this entire front, which is probably the most I've ever seen in 24 hours. Now, you do remember where I spoke about the phase lines from a few, few, wow, from a few videos back, okay? You remember that? I talked about it like through here. They go through here. They're going to retreat back to one, set up, and then retreat back, and so on and so forth. Okay, I'm going to clean this up. That was just a prediction. Those aren't the real lines, of course, okay? I, I spoke about this. Now, now, I'm starting to see Russians actually start to pull out. Let's go scroll right through here, okay? Chornovica, that area right there. I'm going to jack up the name. Everybody here knows it. But this, what we're about to talk about, is on the northwestern side of Kyrgyzstan. We now have visual confirmation, which you are seeing now overlaid, that Russians have withdrawn their heavy artillery pieces from that area, that entire line, okay, this, this one concentrated area. They've lost so much stuff here. They're estimated they've lost like $8 billion or some crazy number in this one area just in equipment alone. That's, that, that's hard for me to believe. But I'm also not there. I'm just reading you guys. I'm telling you guys what I've read. Now, I mean, you could see old berms in the satellite where they had heavy equipment pulled up near. Uh, they also could see where the men have been sleeping. Like, it's, it's all gone. Literally, everything's gone. Like, think about it just for a second. You got to get your bigger, slower equipment out of there before you collapse your line in. Okay? You need to time it correctly as well. Because if you don't, then you're going to forfeit pretty much all the men that are on the front lines like fighting. They're going to be left high and dry. So if you pull out of this area which they clearly have, the time for them to collapse those lines and start pulling back is happening here very soon. It's got to, like, right? Or what are they doing? It was very smart of the Russians to get these heavy equipment out before the rain actually started daily so they didn't get stuck and just pretty much screw themselves completely. But right now, there's a lot going on. I, I expect to check back in with you guys here tomorrow, mainly because, honestly, I, I think we might see some movement here inside of Kirsten. So, especially down there on the outer edges. That, we haven't seen much there in a long time, so... Thanks for hanging out with me. Other than that, I do love you guys. I'll check back with you tomorrow.